Hello, and welcome to the Uncommon People podcast. This is, as I like to say, um, a show about you and me and everyone in between. This is a conversation that I get to have with all sorts of different people that I come into contact with about their lives, their perspective, um, their experience. This is a real privilege for me. I, I just love having these conversations and being able to share them with others is just awesome. I think we all have a lot to learn from each other. So I like being open to these conversations and spurring them on. If you'd be interested in having one, maybe reach out to me. My website is joeltimothy.co. There's contact info up there so you can get in touch. This episode is a conversation with my friend Joey Casillas. Um, a note, this was recorded back in, I think, May of 2021. And it, at this time is um, February of 2022 when I'm recording this intro. So this episode is a little out of date. But it was still a lot of fun, and I'm pretty sure everything still pretty much applies in the same way. We're talking about Joey's past quite a bit and his upbringing. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and you have a, a good time and get a lot from it, and maybe learn something along the way. This is episode 18 of Uncommon People. Podcast is a lot of chit chat, <laughs> and we're gonna try and self-edit a little bit mm-hmm. in production, so we can just like get into it. Hi. Right. So, what are you? What? I guess having listened to most of them now already, what do you kind of expect from the conversation <laughs> now that you're recording with me? Um, let me see. To be quite honest, I don't think I have too much expectations. Um, I sort of kind of, kind of just assumed we would get into whatever topic in my life and kind of just dive in. Uh Um, and I know like once you, once... It seems like in most of the podcasts, once you start getting into, like, the meat of, like, their stories, like, that's kind of when a lot of, like, the really awesome, like, inquisitive type questions start coming out. And, like, I don't know, like, but it's, like, a different era of everyone's life. Like, some people, Mm -hmm. it's more about, like, their childhood and, like, childhood trauma that they may have gone through. Others, it's more, like around like college some of it's more just general like here's like a really brief overview of my whole life Mm -hmm. um like some bad points that I had to kind of overcome and learn so I feel like there's been a little bit of everything so I really yeah Yeah, I didn't yeah I didn't really have any expectations I was just kind of like 
we'll get on something <laughs> and then the questions from you will just start flowing yeah we'll just start going and Probably. i'm gonna try not to question myself because why I, what do you mean i i not like question myself but like ask you questions oh no because I mean, you can okay now so this episode is going to be a little different for anybody listening joey and i have known each other a lot longer than anybody else who's been on the podcast yeah. has known me because everybody who has been on so far has known me at most since i first moved here so ty probably the most because he okay. met me like two days after i got here oh right, right so i've known ty a while but joey and i met you and i met i still don't know what age it would have been <laughs> it no was idea. it was still youth group was stadium at the time uh yeah and i probably had just started going to it was that when we were without a pastor steve Hahn okay. was was leading okay and I had just, I had, this was like my first time going and you greeted me. So I was probably seventh grade. Okay. So now it's eighth grade. Because I would have been in Pastor Bob's class in sixth grade. Right. Yeah. So how old is seventh grade? I don't, I, as a homeschooler, I don't know how those things work. I as can't a, keep track of anything. As a public schooler, I also <laughs> should know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think so. You typically graduate high school. I'll I'll, I'll work backwards here. Yeah. Graduating high school, you're like 18, so mine is four years. Is 14 as a freshman, so like 12, seventh grade. Okay, yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah. Mm. Dang. Yeah. So Joey and I have known each other for a while. Yeah. For those listening. Yeah. Over um, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. And now you're here too. Yeah, dude. Both in Arkansas. We're not going to say exactly where. <laughs> it's a big state. I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about how celebrities can't have any privacy. Dude, I think about that often. It's horrible. It's terrible. I you would know? hate it. I just want to be able to walk around and go places and be me and yeah. not worry about getting like charged, you know? Mm -hmm. Not charged monetarily, because I do get charged all the time. <laughs> I just like, want to not worry about like anybody asking me charged. for money. Yeah, like rushed. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and I thought about, what if this podcast did get really big? And then, not only are people <clears throat> finding me, and maybe physically going to where I am, mm -hmm. but also all of my guests who like spill their stories on here mm. they 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 get to invade in their privacy you know right beyond what they were willing to share on the podcast right right and i hope that doesn't happen <laughs> that'd be weird but i was thinking about that but yeah you and i have known each other for a while mm -hmm. and that has made it an interesting thought having you on here Mm -hmm. because we know each other pretty well right same thing with having john on here I, we're gonna record at some point but it's gonna be interesting because we live together mm -hmm. so we we have a lot of conversation right together right even before we lived together we were friends and we talked about stuff right um but 
I think you also tend to take for granted a lot of things about people who you're close to. Yeah. Because I know like bits and pieces of your story, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't understand all of it or know how to fit all the different pieces together. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to be interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of, I didn't want to use that excuse um, that we know each other super well already as like a reason not to like go on this podcast because of that same reason like i'm sure yes we have a lot of dialogue and conversations but it's not always like about my story Mm -hmm. like it's usually just like hypothetical situations like what if god made like four universes like you know yeah like oh that's cool what if he did that'd be great there'd be four of me (laughs) potentially (laughs) so you wanted to be on this podcast i did yes for those listening nobody is taken hostage yeah there was no pillowcase over my head no i only have one pillowcase i wouldn't (laughs) want to use it for that it's over his pillow right now yes (laughs) (laughs) so you wanted to be on why did you want to be on the podcast um i don't know i think like i thought it was just it's a really cool concept and I just felt like I also do the same, like, I feel like I have the same perspective of people generally as you do. Like, everyone's super unique. Everyone's <clears throat> gone through something and they have something to share. And I think it's so cool just, like, getting those stories out of them. And that's actually partly why I wanted to go on that walk with uh, Joel, the other Joel. Mm-hmm. Um because we wanted to, you know, meet the people in our nation, like, on foot and, like, have those dialogues, you know? Like, you just come into this random city, sit down at, like, a McDonald's, and then just start talking to someone, and then you hear their awesome story, like, that they're, like, a war veteran or, like, they were a commercial pilot somewhere and have been to all these places like that. You just never mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um. So I found myself really intrigued with listening to all the people that have been on the podcast just because I'm also, like, vicariously through you meeting these people, um, which is awesome. And then, I, and then it just would spark all these thoughts in myself. Like, I'm sure there's people out there that are similar to both of us who would also want that of me, too. Like, if I'm craving that and are in, am interested in that and you're also interested in that obviously starting the podcast i'm sure there's others too and mm-hmm. i don't want to just have us being friends and the convenience of me being able to converse with you at any point in time like to be a reason not to go on the podcast so i was like that's dumb like if i'm sitting here thinking about being on the podca- podcast all the time like why don't i just go on the podcast <laughs> well and just, and just do it <laughs> um but yeah, so I guess that'll sum up a lot of the thoughts I've been having before yeah. I texted you. Oh, that's great. I, there haven't been a lot of people who've deliberately asked to be on it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I also didn't know what we'd talk about because we talked about a lot of we have we talked about, about a lot of stuff. things. I want to talk more about your history though because okay. I don't really honestly I don't know a lot about it. Okay. So we, That's we fair. there are there is crossover between our stories. Yes, but there's definitely a lot different. Yes. Uh, so we both grew up in Joliet, 
for the most part, I grew up in Manuka till yeah. I was around the time I would have met you, mm-hmm. and then was in Joliet. But you right. had spent pretty much that whole um, time in Joliet. Yes. Okay. Yep. So talk to people about Joliet. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if the people are ready. This podcast is not sponsored by Joliet. No. <laughs> you don't want it sponsored by Joliet. The, the big trash mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, grew up in Joliet. Um, Which is a suburb of Chicago. Yes. It's a know. it's a southwest suburb of Chicago. Um, which is also, it's different from south side Chicago. Yes. Which is yes. like a neighborhood, basically, yeah. of the city of Chicago. Yes. Yeah, so I know people usually, when I tell people I'm from southwest of Chicago, they think, oh, man, you're from south side? You're from the like, south. No. No. I'm south. Like, the town yeah. I am was located. Yeah. South. Geographically. Yes. We are, like, 50, I think it's, like, 53 miles. I think okay. that's what I was driving every day to Chicago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I grew up in Joliet. Um, I was actually born in South Chicago. I was born in Harvey, Chicago. Okay. Uh, Harvey, Illinois, <clears throat> which is one of those South Chicago cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Joliet. Um, for those who don't know, which is the majority of people, um, Joliet is split into two sides, uh, east and west. And it's divided by the Des Plaines River. And... With that is a lot of, like, territory-type stuff. So the east side's kind of the bad, like, hood side. And then the west side is the better, I guess, like, more bougie side. But, I mean, the as west... As far as that town goes. Yeah, right? as far as Joliet goes, it's it's definitely not... Like, the west side's not really bougie. Um, it's just more bougie than the hood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I grew up... On the east side, um, we were, like, down the street from what is called the hill. And up on the hill is kind of, like, the really bad area where, like, a lot of gang activity is. And, like, literally when you go up the hill, like, there's these trees that kind of, like, enclose the hill. Um, So it's, like, this really secluded, like, neighborhood, Um, which is, like, just the perfect spot to do hood things um <laughs> hood rats tomfoolery <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so you grew up at, you were at the bottom of the hill we were so if you go to the bottom of the hill and then maybe like a block down the street there's another okay. smaller hill that i lived on okay um but it wasn't the tale of two hills yeah it wasn't <laughs> the hill t-h-e-e the hill in the neighborhood where bag end was located <laughs> yeah yeah underhill and overhill i would be underhill okay the hill would be overhill um but yeah so um i wasn't too far um and i only lived there we moved i think midway through my third grade year um so if 12 is seventh grade subtract what four so i was like eight um seven or eight when we moved um but yeah so the east side i mean i i mean i was a bit naive to be quite honest from birth to eight um so i mean i was in sports pretty heavily like my my parents did a good job of keeping us active um so we've pretty much played all the sports that you could play like we've definitely played basketball baseball soccer 
football. Um, I think that's it. Um, and then the Chicago sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. For what I played, that's all the sports. That's not the, all the worldly sports. Um, we weren't playing cricket on the east side of Joliet, (laughs) (laughs) um, or rugby. Um, apparently rugby has a huge following on the east coast. I didn't know this. Um, but anyway, I think it makes sense. Yeah. A lot of British roots. I guess that does make sense. I mean, New England makes perfect sense. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we did a good job. My parents did a good job of keeping us kind of away from everything because there's definitely a lot of gang activity. There's a lot of, like, your single home, your single parent homes. Um, so, like, a lot of my friends only had their mom or no parents, and they were staying with their grandmas. Um, so they, like, you know, they're getting into gangs pretty early. Um, like, I remember seeing, like, first drug deals and stuff in elementary school. I remember seeing people get arrested in my front yard. Um, you know, stuff would happen to us. Like, someone stole our car, one of our cars. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. Like, there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, being the youngest... I, I would definitely say I was a bit naive of my circumstance and learning we were we were pretty impoverished um, and I was I didn't even know that I was impoverished mm-hmm. as a kid yeah. so like that's how that's just a testament to my parents like in all reality like I didn't even know that like we were in poverty until I became an adult pretty much and I was like we were on food stamps? Like, dang. Like, I didn't know that. Um, like, you know, I was able to eat at least a sandwich every day. So that's good. Yeah. But also we have quite a large family too. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people to feed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was interesting. Um, definitely grew up pretty quick um, since it was pretty rough. Like, you know, you kind of had to learn how to respect people right away, you know, like when you see them on the street, um, you know, it's definitely like an intimidation factor type of a thing. Um, they just try to like stare you down and scare you. And mm-hmm. th- most of the time they won't really do anything. Um, most of the time <laughs> there are still some crazy people out there that will yeah, do something, of but, um, so yeah, so I grew up, had to grow up pretty quick. Like, even with both my parents working full-time to provide for us, um, you know, I was always being babysat by siblings or doing my own thing. Like, I think I was making my own food and, like, doing my... I say I was doing my own laundry, but (laughs) if Kelly, my sister, is listening to this, she's going to be like, no, I was doing your laundry. You were bringing me your basket of laundry. Will Kelly be listening to this? I have no idea. It depends on the length. Um... (laughs) We were going to listen to David's, but she was like, oh, it's three hours. I'm not listening to that. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yours we... will be shorter. <laughs> yeah, mine's going to be shorter. Yeah, we're jumping right in. Yeah, so she might. Um, but so she'll probably be like, nah, I did your laundry. But hey, it doesn't Kelly. matter. Yeah, hi, Kelly. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, I say that she was teaching me how to do my laundry at a young age. Um, but... Even so, if I'm, like, four, Kelly's only two years older than me. So she uh-huh. was, like, six. 
Yeah. So she's doing her own stuff at six and teaching me how to do it as a four-year-old, which is not the typical thing mm-hmm. as for six and four-year-olds. Um, but like, so yeah, I had to grow up pretty quick. Um, but like, not that's not to say that I didn't have a childhood either, because um, at that time we were like, our neighbor was an only child, so basically he was like a part of our family. So we would just like he would he would always come over, knock on the door, ask if we could come out to play, um, and then vice versa. We would go over to their house whenever. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So he was basically just like another one of us, um, and it's kind of cool. Like the setup of our yards, like we didn't have a fence or anything, so our yards were like together. Mm-hmm. But since we were like all similar in age and like really close, it was basically like we just had two massive yards which was sick. Like, we could just do whatever we wanted. It was awesome. We had so much, like, real estate to work with. It makes me think of Hey Arnold. Yes. That kind of community camaraderie, even, like, as young kids, Mm -hmm. of just going and knocking on the neighbor's door, going and, hey, my buddy's on the porch. Like, hey, what are you doing today? You want to hang out? Yeah. I didn't have any of that. That's really interesting to Mm, me. Right. Because you're in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. You were like a corn stalk out of yes. the ground. But none of the other corn stalks would talk to you. So, you know. <laughs> the scarecrow. Yeah. You, you didn't make friends with corn. It was just there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always forget that. That, like, there's nothing in Manuka. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's why, that's why I like, when people meet us together, like, specifically at this new church, mm-hmm. um, like, we say we're from the same town, but, like, our experiences are so vastly yeah, different. Super different. Because, um, the whole, I mean, the whole time, and then a little bit more, when you were in Eastside Joliet, I was in the middle of nowhere, Manuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally different so experience. Different. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And even just, like, the whole mentality of, like, just to kind of go back to the whole community thing you were saying... Um, like, I think another huge difference is, uh, just, like, the respect that you kind of have by default just from growing up there. So, like, for example, the east side of Joliet, so you have Joliet split east-west by the river. The east side of Joliet is split by the railroad, and which is, like, so cliche in my mind. Like, of course, it's a railroad. Yeah. Um, Super real, though. Yeah, it is. Very, very normal experience. Honestly. Right. It's the same way right over here. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. You, I didn't closer know Closer to the tracks, and everything's a little bit trashier. Wow. Yep. Um, I didn't realize that. But, yeah, so, yeah, definitely same thing there. Like, one side was called Ridgewood, and then another side was called uh, Ingalls Park. Um, and... I don't know. There's, like, rivalries there, and, like, you know, if you grew up in Ridgewood, you would have the backs of, like, other Ridgewood people. So, like, growing up playing baseball, um, you know, I made friends with people on both sides. I didn't really know about it. Mm-hmm. I guess it was a bigger thing more when my, like, parents' generation were, like, t- teens. It's kind of when the rivalry was a little bit more prevalent. Um so by the time I was a kid, it didn't seem like much. 
but like there's still like this undertone of like respect like and i it didn't really click with me until one of my friends that i grew up with um like i i remember so he's he was engaged i don't know if they got married already but he got engaged and his fiance is like really good friends with one of my high school friends and so we were all at a party for my high school friend so I was like I had the chance to actually like talk to her because I didn't really know her that well in high school um so I didn't really talk to her much but that now she's engaged to one of my childhood friends from the east side on in Ridgewood so we were talking at this party and she's like oh you know like um my fiance, I'm not going to name who he is, like, he was telling me all about, like, that whole, like, social dynamic on the east side and, like, Ridgewood versus Ingalls Park, and that's kind of, like, when she was explaining, like, the ideology and of the community and, like, that, like, default amount of respect that you have just from being in an area, it kind of, like, clicked in my head, like, whoa, like, other people from Ridgewood think the same way as I do. Because, like, if I find someone, first of all, that grew up in Joliet and we're not in Illinois, so, like, down here in Arkansas, if I find another person that happened to grow up in Joliet, first of all, I'd be surprised. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, second of all, if they said they grew up, like, in Ridgewood, like, I would immediately have, like, a certain amount of respect because I knew he grew up in Ridgewood in the same kind of, like, poverty that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So the fact that they have that view of others as well just kind of blew my mind. Because I thought that was just me. Like, man, it was kind of hard. So anyone else that was able to make it out, like, kudos to you. You have this amount of respect for me because I know how hard it is. Yeah, just a group mentality. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so – and you even get that, like, with a lot of inner cities for, for anywhere, like within Chicago, I'm sure L.A., they probably have that. New York, I'm sure, Detroit, like, it's really, yeah, like, that herd kind of mentality, like, we can get through this, and, I mean, obviously, there's people within the groups that, like, are haters, and, like, if you do make it out, they're, like, bitter, but we just don't talk to those people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't talk to the haters. Yeah. Haters Haters gonna gonna hate. (laughs) And anus gonna hate. Yeah. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so so it was it's interesting. Um super thankful. I'm thankful that I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, that was like first 7 8 years of my life. And then we moved to the west side to uh, I don't remember the street. Would it have been the first house that I had visited you guys at? Off Black by the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, that's not where. Was that by the hospital? I mean, I guess it was. It, it was. Closer. It, it was, was close. It was off Black Road. Okay. What was the street? Uh, Pearson. Pearson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what? What? What are you most thankful for for growing up in that kind of a context and coming out of it and being the man you are now? What are you most thankful for for having lived that experience? Um. I think just, oh, man, what a good question. Um, or what's something you are very thankful for? I guess you don't need to, it's hard to pick the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
No, it's still a good question though. I never really think of the thankful things that I <laughs> that came from there. Um, to be quite honest, I I almost want to say just like the perspective that I was able to get at such a young age. Um, like being that I had to kind of grow up pretty quick and um, like just that it was a little bit rougher and like had to mingle with so many people and like make sure I don't say the wrong things <laughs> to certain people. I think it just gave me like this sort of like broader perspective like on the world at an earlier age and kind of made me value things that I already have versus like throwing tantrums to things I want mm -hmm. and don't have. Yeah. Um, so it just made me, I think it kind of started prematurely shaping a lot of what my personality is today. Um, just like, you know, spending money wisely, um, saving, um, weighing the pros and cons for like needs versus wants um or at least like if you have a want or a desire like going through the like practicalities of having the item like is this something i actually like just want and it's gonna just sit here and i just want it just because i want it or is it like i want it but it could actually also serve a very valuable purpose um so I think I'm pretty thankful that like I was able to like start asking those type of questions because we didn't really get a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So like I had to be thankful for whatever I did have. Um, You're definitely one of the people I know who is best <laughs> with his money. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like having money and not worrying about not having it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I mean, that's not just a chance. That's not just it just happened that way. Right. It's from your experience, things right. you learned, things you went through. Right. And I had never really thought of it. Right. I mean, in we, we're not going to go into, like, numbers and stuff, but yeah. just in the, like, last few years coming to understand better kind of where you are financially and how you work with that, um, I've realized, one how admirable that is and two how uncommon it is mm -hmm. especially at our age right you know to be 26 almost 27 <laughs> and so financially independent and dependable mm -hmm. is i think a rarity yeah yeah i would say so yeah and awesome. that's something you learned you Correct. learned how to be that way yeah yeah I don't normally think about that. I'm just like, oh yeah, Joe, he's he's good. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, I'm all right. I am okay. And it's interesting having then you you came from poverty. Yeah, I'm a rags, I came rags from to riches. Less poverty than you did, but I'm not nearly yeah. as good with money as you are. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the way I live, but <laughs> yeah. as I said, I'm trying to spend less money on beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. 
as I take a sip of my whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't spend it on beer. Yeah, you're right. I did. <laughs> you're already improving. Yeah. So what, what was there, did you notice, because you said you were kind of uh, a naive to your situation mm-hmm. growing up. Was there then a noticeable shift for you when you moved to the West Side? Did you start to realize how different it really was? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or was it very different? For you personally, did a lot, a lot change um, in how you live your life? To be honest, I feel like noticing the difference was pretty subtle. And I think that it was mainly a byproduct of my older siblings moving out. Um, because now there were less people in the house for my parents to take care of. So they were able to, I don't want to say like they were able to buy us more things because it's like we were already living at such a low like means. Yeah. Um, that like, I don't know, like I didn't know if I wanted something. Um, but and they're not like just spoiling us now because the other half of our family doesn't live with us anymore. Um, so I just think that it was more just subtle. Like as I was growing up, still living on the west side, it was more like there's more food in the fridge. Like, you know, just one day I just noticed that. Or um, I'm able to get like some new clothes that aren't hand-me-downs a little bit more often. Um, so, and plus I was still pretty naive when I was on the west side because I was still doing the same things. Like, I would still be outside, like, the whole day, especially on Saturdays. Like, 8 a.m. I leave, I'm on my bike, and I know I got to be home when the street lights come on. So, I was still out. That's a very foreign concept to me. <laughs> we didn't have street lights. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Maneka needs to get their act together. Yeah, and where we lived in Maneka, be a lot of money for not much use of light. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, you see that corn out there? Yeah. Yeah. So you had to be back before the sun got down, otherwise you couldn't even see your way home. I mean, yeah, you couldn't see anything out there. Wow. I don't. Remember, I feel like there was probably a good bit of starlight and moonlight, maybe. Probably, especially Honest- if it's not like cloudy. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I remember there being more starlight growing up in Manuka than there was out here. Really? And that was surprising to me. I haven't noticed a lot. Like in of, Arkansas? Yeah. Wow. At least in where I've lived, being mm-hmm. in Fayetteville and Siloam and, and here in Springdale, I don't notice a lot of the stars out here. Really? In Manuka, you always notice them. Oh, I If you look so. up at the sky at night, there are stars that you can see all the time. That's interesting. That was my experience anyway. As a kid, I remember that. And it's different here. And maybe it was because of a number of different things. It could be an altitude thing. I don't know anything about I feel like we'd be higher. We are. We're higher here than we are there. Um, But everything's more spread out there too. So even though the whole, that area had more people in it than this whole area of Northwest Arkansas, this area is more concentrated. Mm-hmm. So Manuka and Joliet 
and Shanahan and all these places are so spread out. Right. And none of them are like a big city. So maybe the light pollution just is negligible uh, versus here. Potentially. It's not a big city and none of them individually have that many people on them, but they are all more concentrated and close together mm-hmm. and there's more going on and maybe there's just more light pollution here somehow. I don't really know. Yeah. It, it has, some, it's been something I've wondered about since being here though. Cause I haven't right. noticed a lot of stars. Right. I mean, Correct me, Arkansas people. Tell yeah, me how Arkansas. I can notice stars, because I would love to. That may be accurate. Because I've, I I want to say that, like, I watched this video of this guy explaining, like, certain different types of, like, street lights, And, like, I think it was them, like, switching, because they've been switching out all the streetlights, like, on the highways and stuff. This is, like, totally not my story. But it's an interesting story <laughs> okay. that may or may not be true. I only read, like, one article or, like, watched one video. Um, and he was explaining how, I think they're switching the street lights from like whatever normal bulbs are, like whatever they are to LEDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it had to do with like, I think the airplanes, like for some reason, like all the lights, like it was some chemical thing from the old school, like bulbs kept like emitting something that was like interfering with like airplane stuff. And they're like, we need to change all these light bulbs. <laughs> So, I don't know. This is a totally butchered story, but <laughs> but your theory of something that has to do with something lights. Something that has to do with lights. It could be factual. You know, oddly, on this same subject, when I, when I drive back to Illinois, mm-hmm. as soon as I cross the Illinois border, I'm like, man, these roads are horrible. Dude, it they, sucks. They suck. Yeah. But they have street lights. They do. Even on the interstates. Yeah. It's like this huge concrete um, landscape mm-hmm. lined with streetlights. <clears throat> yeah. We don't have those here. No, we don't. I don't know of any stretch of 49 that I'm familiar with out here that's lined with lights. Yeah. I Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm remembering this because every time I drive up there, I notice that. Right. Because I tend to drive at least part of the way in the dark. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm there, I'm like, oh, there's lights right. along the whole road. Mm-hmm. Just huge swaths es- of land. Especially if you go up more north. Yeah. Like when I, because when our office was still in Des Plaines, they were redoing a lot of uh, 294, kind of by Rosebrook and Des Plaines. Um, Rosemont, not Rosebrook. Um and they like, I think they were creating like another lane, but then they were also redoing all the streetlights, like just updating them. And there was like a light in like the center median, like, I don't know, every. It's every 50. few seconds when you're driving. Yeah, yeah. But there was like a bunch of them. So I was never afraid to drive on that highway at night. Like it was just basically like broad daylight. Yeah. It was great. That's where all of Illinois' tax money goes. I guess. Oh, or their toll money, because they added more tolls up there, too. <laughs> Illinois. So, yep. <laughs> so did you, was there a school transfer to you that happened? Yeah. When you, when you moved to Pearson? Yep. Um, so I moved the middle of third grade year, um, and I went to public school. So I did, in fact, have a school um, <laughs> in which I attended. Um 
so yeah, middle of third grade year, um, I switched school. And unbeknownst to me, the school that I was going to on the west side used to be like the designated bad kid school, but they like just changed that. So like the year prior, when I would have been in second grade, this it was, was still west. this. Was, Juliet west. No, this is Carl Sandburg. Okay. So this is still elementary oh, school. Oh, it's elementary school. Yeah. Right um. So Carl Sandburg used to be primarily for all the bad elementary kids like from that district i think it was i don't remember what district it is but if anyone ever got kicked out of their schools they they were sent to carl sandburg um but then they changed that because there was like a growing population of elementary schoolers i guess um so they needed another school to just be a regular school so then that was for the non yeah for the non bad kids (laughs) so now we're mingling the good kids with the bad kids um and then i'm an east side kid coming to the west kid to spoil all the west kids the west side kids um yeah man i come in with my jays on my pants sagging yo what up homies no i didn't do that um um, i did have a little hood phase in junior high though um but we'll get there we're in elementary school still yeah um but yeah so carl sandberg is where i went um, middle of third grade, Miss Cruz's class. She was awesome. Hey, Miss Cruz. Hey, well, what's up? Shout out, Miss Cruz. Um, She's listening. I think I don't remember her first name, but I had a massive crush on her daughter. Yeah. So yeah. So Miss Cruz. Miss Cruz's daughter, who was either so I don't know what the situation was like, but she wasn't a classmate. So her daughter was like either in junior high or high school, but some there there was some reason where she would be there like once or twice a week, like for the second half of the day, which makes me think she was in high school because at West they have like sip days every other Thursday. Um, what is a sip day? Uh, I don't know what it stands for. I don't know what the acronym stands for. Um, but basically you just start late. So instead of starting at like 9 a.m. as usual or 7 a.m. for the freshmen, um, and 8 a.m. is when we started. Um, I'm in adult mode. Like, I start work at 8 a.m. I should have known we started school at 8. That's um, crazy, man. It's um, crazy. But anyway, so instead of starting that early, we would start at like 11 or like uh. noon. Um, and I have no idea. I don't know why they did that. But it was great. I loved it. I, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Um, every other Thursday, I got to sleep in. Um, but anyway, so in third grade, Miss Cruz, her daughter would be there. And I, I was a smart kid in class. Um, so I would get all my work done. Actually, specifically third grade at Carl Sandburg. I remember we had these like booklets of like all of our stuff we were supposed to do. And... I think we had these different booklets for the different subjects. Because in elementary school, we were all just in one class, and the one teacher taught everything. Um, hmm. So I remember being really far ahead of the whole class. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, I think they were all still on, like, book one, and I was on, like, book four. Because, like, it was just easy to me. So because of that, there was sometimes I would ask Miss Cruz, like, can I go in the back and talk to whatever her name was? Because I had a crush on her. 
Um, and even then you were brave enough dude, to ask dude even then ask the mom ask the mom yeah dude i i'm not that confident anymore <laughs> i i will not do that um yeah 26 year old me now i want you don't confidence. have to ask the mom anymore yeah you're right <laughs> i'm not even confident to ask the daughter anymore the girl <laughs> I need, yeah, I need my third grade self. Who's like Miss Cruz's age? Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would ask her like, "Hey, can I go back there and just chill with her?" Um, and she would be like, "Well, you got to do your work." I'm like, "Well, you see, the thing is, I'm already on book four, and like everyone else is still on book one, so I think I deserve like a break today." um <laughs> every other thursday <laughs> every other thursday 1 p.m yeah I let me let me put it in my planner um <laughs> middle school joey takes out his planner <laughs> no this is third grade joey this is still a little this kid ele- element- still, elementary still school. elementary so yep so i'll go just back there and just talk to her i don't even remember what we talked about she probably just thought i was some like adorable little third grader <laughs> No clue. She probably still thinks of you. I, I have no idea. I don't even remember her name. <laughs> well, I guess her name's Miss Cruz. Yeah. Unless she got married. Then that's awkward. Congratulations if you're married. Yeah. Um, hopefully he's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully you're doing well in life. But yeah, so yeah. So third grade was interesting. Moving to the west side. Um, as far as like sh- social environment, it was a little bit different. Like it's not as hood, but... There's still crime. Yeah. It's just different. Um, so, like, on the west side, I would say there's maybe more, like, petty theft. Like, if you leave your car open, like, you're going to get broken into and something stolen. But if your car's locked, they're not going to break the Unless window. Unless you're me. Yeah. Well, you don't have anything in your car anyway. Your panda. Well, I did. <laughs> so when I had the Jeep, I would, again, I would, man, if you your know Cherokee. me, if, yeah, if you know me, you know I don't lock my vehicle. Yeah. If I didn't have a roommate, I wouldn't even lock my apartment. That's nuts. And when I leave, I do. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Yeah, if I leave, <laughs> I do. But if I'm home, I'm not going to bother. Um, mm. Including sleeping. Really? Yeah, there was definitely a period when I lived in Fayetteville. I, I didn't lock it. Oh, home. man. But anyway. People are w- nice down here, though. Yeah. There was a time when I had my Jeep. left it unlocked all the time. And I got up in the morning, probably to go to work or something. And I opened it. Or I, I, before I even opened it, my wallet or some cards or something that was in my wallet is mm-hmm. on the ground. It's all wet because mm. it had probably rained. Uh. So I'm parked on the street next to my mom's house. Everything's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Open the door. My wallet and things are sh- like everything has been removed from its place where it was mm. and tossed onto the floor my glove box is open nothing is missing hmm. wow just all disheveled nothing is missing everything is just tossed about <laughs> we're gonna get this yeah. guy good yeah which is why i said unless you're me oh somehow that no one steals things from yeah you. Unle- unless you're looking for gum yeah unless yeah if you gum need some gum mints, Joel's car is the place to hit if you want some gum. There is some more gum in there right now. It's At like 2 a.m. It's Trident. I think it's like mango something. It is mango because I bought some mango beers. And I remember chewing on this mango gum 
while drinking a mango really? beer. Yeah. Did that taste good? It tasted normal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lots of mango. That's odd. I mean, I suppose if you were chewing a different flavor gum, drinking a mango Yeah, that would be weird. Like yeah, a be, mint gum, gross. you know? What mango beer? It was like Blue Moon, like their mango? No, beer? it was, uh, shoot, I have no idea. No. It's some uh, Los Angeles brand. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Well, dang. Um, so more petty crime yeah. on the west side, you think? Yeah. Stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. Less, we're going to steal your car and more, we're going to steal something out of your car. Yeah. Yeah, so, yes, that's a good way to put it. Not as life-threatening. Yeah. Um, or life-altering. Because mm-hmm. um, if your car's stolen, your life's not in deal. jeopardy, but you won't be able to get to work um, unless you walk. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit different. Um, mingling with people at school was never really an issue, so that wasn't too bad, like meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be an issue for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been told by a few different people. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember like really any weird things. Oh, third grade was also when I met like my best childhood friend. Um. Who probably won't listen to this, but he. Uh, you can send it to him. I could. I'll give him a shout out then. Melvin, if you're listening. Oh, I've heard of Melvin. I never met him. Yeah, yeah. I've probably talked about him a a lot. So Melvin, if you're listening, (laughs) you're the real one. Um, Yeah. So yeah, me and him officially met third grade. But it was kind of like... I'm trying to like... I can't think of a good analogy, so I'll just tell how it happened. Um, (laughs) We like... So we, were, we grew up playing baseball at the same place mm-hmm. um, called Belmont Little League on the east side of Joliet. Melvin, so I grew up on the east side. Melvin lived on the east side. Um, even when I moved to the west side, I think Melvin was still living on the east side. But because of, like, the school district lines, like, he was still going to that same school. Okay. Um, which is weird, in my opinion, how the districts are broken up. Yeah, it's, it's always very odd. Yeah, I don't understand it. But anyway, so I remember... In third grade, at the new school, I'm living on the west side now, I, I'm i in Miss Cruz's class. Across the hall is the other third grade class. I don't remember that teacher's name. Um, and I remember going out of the class into the hall, and then Melvin comes out of the other class. And we're, it, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember if it was just the two of us in the hall or if, like, our classes were both just kind of going somewhere, like maybe to get, like, to the cafeteria or something. I don't remember. But, like, we both just step out of the hall, and we, like, just lock eyes, and we just kind of stop, and we just stare at each other for, like, a good, like, four or five seconds. And I just ask him, I'm like, do you play baseball at Belmont? <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I'm like, sick, so do I. And, like, we just became best friends. That's like, all it takes dude, to be a kid. Dude, that's all it takes. Third grade men, or I guess little boys, <laughs> like... All you gotta do is just recognize them. When you're a man in third grade, <laughs> when you have, it doesn't take much to make friends. <laughs> you have a mustache too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know it's the little things, the little mustaches. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we like just yeah, it it just we hit it off immediately after that, and then I think the next year in fourth grade we ended up being in the same class. 
which was awesome. And then, yeah, then I just got really close with him and his family to the point where, like, I could just walk into their house and, like, his mom or stepmom would, like, just cook food for me. Like, come on in. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. Really awesome. And there's there's actually one story I do want to share because this is just – I was actually just talking to my sister about, about this story. There was one particular time just to show how awesome his family is. I love his whole family. They're all uh-huh. amazing people. Um, like – so his parents were divorced, um, but both already remarried by the time I started like mingling. Um, so <clears throat> I remember one time I stayed the night at his mom's house and stepdad, um, and I remember we were maybe like we we're probably in like junior high at this point, um, so we we're a little older, um, but. We, like, we're just chilling, you know? Like, you know, you're in junior high having a sleepover. Like, you're not going to go to sleep, like, yeah. ever. Uh-huh. Um, so we were just hanging out. I think we were playing some board game. And then, like, watching whatever, like, weird shows come on at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah, no um, smartphones, yeah. no YouTube. Yeah, there was none of that. Um, maybe I had, like, a flip phone. Maybe I think this is when, like, the flip phones just first came out. Like, you could actually, like, open it like a little mini laptop. Yeah. Like, that was the cool thing. So I had one of the super cheap ones that was, like, probably 10 bucks. Um, and, yeah, so we were just chilling. And it's, like, 2 a.m., I assume. I really have no idea what time it really was. And then his stepdad just, like, walks downstairs, and I think, like, we're going to get in trouble or something. And I'm like, oh, no, like, he's going to yell at us because we're still up. Um, cause I don't know, I'm used to getting in trouble. So mm-hmm. little kid me is like, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, so he comes down and he like looks at us and he's like, you guys want to go to Taco Bell? <laughs> and we look at each other we're like, yeah, heck yeah. I want some tacos right now and a Baja Blast. That sounds great. Um, so we all just hop in his car. He had a super sick car. I think he had like a Chrysler 300 or something. So to me, it was really awesome. Cause it was like a little, it almost looked like a Bentley. Yeah. It's like the poor man's Bentley. But it was sick. So yeah, at 2 a.m., we're just going to Taco Bell with his stepdad. I'm like, this is awesome. Anyway, short story. That's great. Yeah. It's so interesting to me to hear these kinds of experiences, hear about them. Because again, very different from mine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't know what it was like to socialize and intentionally make friends. Mm-hmm until like a year ago wow that's very recent a year or two wow yeah that's crazy that's pretty crazy you have grown up your whole life doing that Mm -hmm. it's wild man i know and people (laughs) tell me i'm pretty i seem like it's natural to me it's i'm good at it or whatever yeah but it has been such a concerted effort Mm-hmm. that I've put to becoming this way, to being more sociable and being able to make friends mm-hmm. because I saw that I was lacking in the area. Mm. But it really is the last few years. That, I mean, it's, it's grown. My pace has increased as time has gone on. So, so yeah. within a lot, the last three years, um, started making a lot more friends. And then the last six months of that are the time I most easily 
socialize and make new friends. Right. It's much easier for me now to meet somebody for the first time and get their phone number and then hang out later. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And and but it's so it's so new. It's yeah. recent to me. Yeah. I mean, but kudos to you for seeing a weakness and strengthening it though like trying to improve because there's people that can't even realize that they have a weakness <laughs> yeah um i mean i definitely have been aware of the value of making friends for mm-hmm. a while or aware right. of the value of having community you might right. say yeah but also aware that i've not been very good at it <laughs> yeah so i've tried thank you i've tried definitely yeah, no very hard yeah i mean i think yeah I think from knowing you for some time, um, I definitely have seen an improvement specifically in the last few years, which makes sense because you just said you've been working on it the last few years. Yeah. So I've noticed Yeah, a big It's also difference. the time I've been out living on my own. Right. Makes a huge difference. That's a yeah. big catalyst for all sorts of different change. Right. Highly recommend, at living least for a little while, leave the nest. There's nothing wrong with staying in the nest or coming back to the nest, but never leaving the nest can be bad. Yeah. Can be very bad. Yes. Especially depending on your reasons. Right. If your reasons are fear or complacency, you will not do yourself any favors by not stretching yourself. Right. Right. I agree. I agree for sure. When you were mentioning that trip you and Joel wanted to do, mm-hmm. the walking trip, it made me think there's a trip coming up, right, with our church. I, I don't know whether or not I'm going to be able to go or not. Mm-hmm. Why is that, if you may? Um, funds. Gotcha. But either way, I have that time off of work. Oh, wow. And I love the idea of if i don't end up going just picking a spot to go somewhere in this country and just driving out there and just being in a place i don't know where there's nobody there that i know Mm -hmm. and just wandering and living out of my car for that nine days yeah why not that would be awesome dude I'm could probably I do that'd be awesome. Yeah. Could probably have yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking about that now. Thinking about alternatives. Just cause I don't know, you know. I think that's a solid plan B. Yeah. I think it would be. I've done my fair share of traveling as well, so I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm almost envious to to say the least. <laughs> like I I wanna go. Somewhere. Do you get do you get PTO with your job? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just actually changed it. So we used to kind of it used to just roll over and then you could uh-huh. just like build a stupid like copious amount of PTO. Yeah. And I guess they realized that's not the best thing. So this past year they like put a cut off. Like you could only roll over like 40 hours. Uh-huh. So I just lost out on like 70 hours of PTO. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. Let him have his PTO. Give me hashtag #PTO for Joey. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new movement. movement. <laughs> I'm gonna start trending on Twitter from the un- uncommon people podcast. And nobody on your in your company sees it. <laughs> yes. No, Have I'm gonna mom see it. I'm gonna blast out an email tomorrow. <laughs> well, I guess this probably won't come out until Friday. So Friday. Only, only Joey though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no one else. No one else at yeah. my company. It's just Joey. That, and that was... We can progress through uh, other parts too, but um, <clears throat> I guess maybe, yeah, get into that. I've lived a life, man. There's a lot that we can get into. Yeah. What do you want to get into? What uh, would have been the next like significant stage? Because um, obviously the transition from moving, uh, being really young for one thing, mm-hmm. and, and then in that time period moving to the west side from the east side of Joliet, mm-hmm. that was a big... Uh, milestone Mm -hmm. so what would be another significant thing or change or milestone in your you know upbringing your youth yeah um i would say i would say shortly after like that move um because i mean yeah after moving to the west side it's pretty standard childhood stuff like just going through junior high and high school Mm -hmm. um but one I would say that there's kind of two, um, I don't want to say like big events because they weren't really like circumstantial situations that kind of created or molded who I am today, but there were two very big decisions in which would have projected my life in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. So those two decisions the first of which came my sophomore year of high school after i think it was maybe after my sophomore year like maybe the summer or like near the end of it summer between sophomore and junior year but i know i was not a junior so maybe over the okay. summer um and that decision i'll talk about that one first and then i'll lay out what the second one is um i'll give myself a little outline <laughs> um so I'll I'll dive into this first decision, and that decision was: Do I want to pursue baseball, or do I want to pursue music? And this is something I've heard a little bit about from you. Yeah, because I know both of those were a big part of your life, and now one of those two, as long as I've known you, has been a big part of your life. Right. Um. Yeah. So. From childhood through this sophomore year, um, I was baseball all the way. Um, Wanted to do all these awesome things. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to go pro, do the whole thing. Um, And um, this wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't mention anything about church. So being also a part of the church, I had this like plan, like, man, when I'm a pro, I'm going to start like a prayer group on whatever team I'm in, like just all these giant aspirations. Um, And then in third grade is when I, or fourth grade, fourth grade is when we're allowed to start band in the public school system. In our our public school system, I'm pretty sure it's different in other states. Um, So fourth grade is when I started band. Um, and my older sister and brother were already in band and they already were playing their instruments and I just randomly asked them, yeah. Um, and I just randomly asked them like, Hey, what are the drums called? And they're like, Oh, that's percussion. So they're like, yeah, just when you go do your audition for what instrument you're going to play, just tell them you want to play percussion. I was like, all right. Um, so 
it's kind of a boring story of how I became a drummer because a lot of people that are drummers, they're like, oh, I heard this song at this day and time and this specific drum beat made me want to be a drummer. Yeah. I don't have any of that stuff. I don't know. I just thought drums were cool. I was like, oh, I just want to play the drums. Um, you progressed at an even pace. I did. I, I honestly would prefer all drummers go the way I did and like learn classically because... A lot of drummers are just drummers. Like, they know rhythm and uh-huh. drums set really well, but they have no clue about theory. They don't know about dynamics. They don't know, like, how to feed off of the other instruments um, or, like, even what progressions they're playing. Like, I don't know. They're all about, like, the showmanship of the drums instead of, like, we're a whole band. Like, if you've ever seen the movie Drumline, like, their whole mantra at... Um, the school um is like one band one sound so like there is no individual mm. that's gonna like take the spotlight because the audience is hearing everybody together and the composer wrote everything together mm-hmm. so yeah that's all intentional and all very important even as a percussionist like when i was assigned like the really dumb like stupid percussion instruments like having to play the triangle or like having to play hey, tambourine triangle's not stupid dude it's dumb <laughs> it's the worst percussion instrument my heart it sank is, look think of it like this <laughs> even as mine is minor as it seems as simple as it seems literally a triangle of metal that you hit it's it's so important that they needed it to be there instead of having nothing yes they're like we yeah. could have nothing yeah but the triangle yeah. The triangle makes a difference. Dude, but you're right. There's professional triangle players there out are. there. There are. Who are just scoffing at you right now. Well, my... my pr- are well, there? Is that part no. of like being a percussionist? Yes. Is one of the things you do? Or yes. are people who just do triangle? No, there are. There's... I mean, there's people... Well, they do everything, but if you're getting paid, you're going to do anything. Yeah. So, in my perspective, like just to kind of like go on this little rabbit trail, my perspective about specifically the triangle changed this one specific concert because I was assigned a triangle part and we got into it. Like, so for triangle, first of all, there's a technique of how to hold it. Okay. I hope Haley's listening to this cause she will probably <laughs> understand cause she is also she will a percussionist. Be hey, yeah. Hi Haley. <laughs> um, but so we had, you know, like I would get yelled at for holding the triangle wrong. And then we had like these beater sets. So like the metal, uh-huh. like beater that you're actually hitting the triangle with. Okay, beater. We had a set of it of different like diameters and like thicknesses which would create a different pitch which would not not, i don't think it was necessarily a different pitch but at least a different volume um because really how thick the triangle is i noticed at least depending on how hard or soft i hit it it seemed to kind of create the same volume but depending on the beater like if you have a thicker one hitting a thicker metal triangle it'll obviously be a little bit louder than if you hit it with a really thin metal beater yeah um so anyway, um, a little technical <laughs> breakdowns of the, I had a the world I of triangles. about the triangle, <laughs> and I don't remember what it was. They are acute it. angles. They're not right triangles. Are um, they all the same size? Are they bigger no, triangles? I think there's bigger ones. I think they make them in different sizes. You have a guy, it's like as big as him. He's <laughs> a giant triangle. It's like a baseball bat. <laughs> that would be nuts. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Back to this concert, we, I think it was once a year in Joliet, we would do, I think, I don't remember if I was in elementary school or junior high, 
But I, I want to say it was junior high. I feel like they wouldn't do this for the little elementary school kids. So in junior high, oh yeah, junior high. I didn't play triangle in elementary school. So it was junior high for sure. Um, I was assigned triangle for a song. And the event was we were playing at the Rialto. On the stage in the Rialto, which is so sick to be a junior higher playing in the Rialto. If anyone doesn't know, look up the Rialto in Joliet, Illinois. It's like this really historic theater. It's pretty cool. And it's really awesome. Um, I think there was they also did like that ghost show. Like, because there's, like, ghosts, like, some lady, like, fell off the balcony, and, like, now her spirit, like, haunts it or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Um, so, I think... I didn't know about anything, though, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in the middle of a cornfield in Manuka. Just imagine wind blowing, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was familiar with. <laughs> I just had a picture of me, like, in the Rialto playing this concert. You're in Manuka, like blowing a dandelion or something. It's <laughs> probably like, exactly in the middle doing. of a field, as like your brothers are like mocking you or something. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we we did this uh, joint concert. So I'm in junior high, and the junior hires were allowed to play with like the Joliet. It's like this adult Joliet band, Joliet Philharmonic or something. No, it's. So Joliet does have like a symphony. There is the Joliet Symphony, mm-hmm. but there's another one that's exclusively like band instruments, like brass, woodwinds. So no, no strings. Oh, okay. And I forget what it's called. And all of like my old music directors, are, if they listen to this, they're gonna like hate me because I don't remember the you name. You should of send it. it to everybody. Well, well, Mr. Fisk, he's the director of it now. Uh, oh, the American Legion Band. Yes, got you, Mr. Fisk. Um, so we would do a joint concert, so it would be the junior, the junior hires mingled in to the American Legion band and together as one giant band, the American Legion band and junior hires, we would all play this song. So are you good? Yeah. I'm just wondering, I am, I'm can't help being curious why one mic is so much quieter than there. Yeah. Is that the dial on the front of you is in the middle? Mine's in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's not it. Anyway, continue. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we're doing this concert, joint concert, Little Junior Hires and the American Legion Band. And I was assigned Triangle on this song. And I was a little upset because I'm like, I'm in the Rialto playing with adults. And you put me on the Triangle? <laughs> what are you guys thinking? Um... But I remember having a conversation with the adult percussionist backstage. And I was like, man, you know, I'm a little... We were basically talking about the fact that we're trying playing the triangle. Because he was vexed. Also... Yes, yes, I was vexed. Um, and so I was kind of like... I don't know, I think I was just asking him about it. Or maybe like the specific questions about triangle that I was asking him, he probably like sensed that I was a little irritated. And he's like, you know, like, the triangle is still, like, a really important piece, like, you know, like, like, a important part. And kind of laid out the exact same thing that you said, like, you know, the composer specifically wrote this triangle part for a reason. And, you know, when we hit these notes in time, it's going to have such a sort of a dramatic effect that, like, you, it will be audible. They will hear it. It will create some sort of effect and feel that the composer intended that we get to relay to the audience. And then my little like junior high self just like my mind blew, and I was like, "Whoa, music's pretty cool." 
Um, but anyway, so my whole perspective on like auxiliary percussion instruments as a whole, which includes the triangle, uh-huh. just like grew. Is that a class that it's put in? Auxiliary it, percussion? It's called an auxiliary percussion. Okay. Yeah. What other ones are in that? So you have triangle, you have mark tree, you have what? a mark tree. <clears throat> so mark it's basically, tree? think of like, you know, like those like onion tower things that come like there's like a spire and then like all the onion rings are like kind of on the spire that you kind of take out. Do you, do you kind of, all right. So think <laughs> no. of, think of, so think of that. Think of like a spire. Okay. And then like, but instead of onion rings, think of like, like bells. Uh-huh. Um, but like over layered one another and okay. they kind of like start wider at the top, kind of like a bigger bell. Like a Russian doll. Um, no, because they're not inside each other. They're okay. kind of just overlapping. Okay. Um, so they're like on this spire and then they just kind of overlap each other uh-huh. and the diameter of the bells gets smaller. Okay. So the bigger the bell, the bigger the, like the deeper the tone will yeah. be. So then by the time you like hit the lower bell, because basically the concept is you're running one of those triangle beaters, like a mm-hmm. metal beater yeah. down the bells. So it's like you're starting with a low tone and then as you run the the uh, beater down the bells, you're going to a smaller diameter bell, which is a higher pitch tone. Yeah. So you're like creating this like effect from like a low to a high like bell tone. And is it typically played in that way? You're running down the whole yeah. tower or you're like hitting individual No, you, typically you would just run okay. the beater down. A mark tree. A mark tree. That's what we called it anyway. Wow. I've never um, heard of that. Yeah. That's so, so that's an auxiliary percussion instrument. Sleigh bells. So sleigh Christmas bells. time, you hear sleigh bells. That's uh-huh. auxiliary. Tambourines, auxiliary. Um, Unless they're green. Yeah, castanets, which is in Spanish music a lot. Like you have like the little box with the plastic things you can push down. Like you, it, I, it I sounds think, like horse I, hooves, like galloping. Okay, I think I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so that's, those are called castanets. Okay. Um, claves, which is in jazz music a lot. Um, jambe, bongos congas i classify those as auxiliary because they're unique percussion instruments Uh in a band setting they're unique if you're like listening to specific kind of music they're kind of more prevalent Mm -hmm. so in that case they're not auxiliary they're like main components but if you're listening to like a full band with brass instruments and someone's up there with the bongos like it's a little out of place um uh I'm trying to think of some other like weird ones that not a lot of people know, like finger symbols, like with like Asian uh, music. Those are auxiliary. Yeah, they're like little tiny like symbols. symbols you wear on your fingers. Yep, that's awesome. And you just cling them together. So you can think of Phantom of the Opera, the monkey. Those symbols. I'm sorry, I haven't seen. That. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Well, basically, if you take those symbols, I, I, look up. You can look this up in your I've free time. I've seen the monkey with symbols. Okay, in his hands so before. if you like, take those. But the Phantom of the Opera one creates a specific sound that sounds more like the finger symbol sound. Okay. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So that's what made you appreciate the triangle. <laughs> that's what made me appreciate the triangle. Yes. Um. So then that was a longer rabbit trail than I anticipated, but. Back to choice one, which was baseball or music. Mm-hmm. So as the listeners probably know by now, my music <laughs> appreciation <laughs> and fascination yeah. 
far outweighs that of baseball currently. Go um, Cubs. No, not. No. <laughs> Cubs lose. No. Cubs lose. <laughs> Cubs lose. <laughs> I did watch the World Series. I did not. I, I was did. trying to sleep. Oh. Specifically, w- you're talking about the one when they won. When they won okay. recently. Who were they against? I don't remember. The I losers. Didn't, I didn't really care. I remembered unless yeah. the Cubs. Um because the Cubs are remembered for being losers. That's true. Except for the one time that they won recently. Yeah. Which would have been... The Sox were kind of the same way. 2016 or 15, something like that. Because it was when I was still living something at home. Like I was still with my mom. Yeah. I'd already left the hospital at that point. Yeah, I think I did. Because I, I remember being at... He was I, an employee. He, he wasn't... I wasn't in. I wasn't a patient in the hospital. Correct. Um, I was an employee. Yes, and I just threw a rant. I'm done. No, I I didn't. I liked the hospital actually. Kind of. I like the people. That's yeah, a, that's a yeah. better statement. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, this choice. I remember it was really driving me up a wall. Like, should I pursue? Cause no matter. If you want to do anything really at a professional level, and I'm sure you don't know this from being a photographer and even having a podcast now and trying to learn audio. If you want to do it at a really high level, it takes a lot of commitment in research, practice, um, trial and error. Um, and it takes just, time. Yeah. It, you got to put time and energy in yeah. it. Yeah. So... That's obviously also true for both baseball and drums. Yeah. So I didn't want to try to get both of those at a professional level simultaneously. Was there a point at which you came to a crossroads where you had to decide, I'm yeah. either going to pursue A or B? Yeah, and that was this decision. And I remember specifically talking with one of my baseball coaches and telling him, like, hey, because in high school, band and baseball were conflicting with each other. Okay. So a lot of a lot of my band auditions to, like, get into the better bands and stuff um, were falling on days that I had baseball games. So, like, I would have to go do this audition, but in reality, I'm on the bus headed to another high school to play them. Um, gotcha. Or I would have to have baseball practice or something, so I just couldn't audition or i'm always at baseball practice after school so i couldn't even practice like any of my drum parts mm-hmm. um so it was just conflicting a lot um and i remember venting a little bit about it to my baseball coach to one of the assistant coaches that i was closer with um which is funny because he was the outfielder coach and i was an infielder so i don't know why i was super close with him but anyway and he he basically like broke it down into layman's terms and he was like you know baseball is only once a year it's only in the spring and drums you could do anytime you want um so really that's the decision like and his perspective was you could still do both because baseball is only once a year like you could definitely probably figure this out i received it as I get to play the drums all the time and baseball is only once a year. I would rather do something all the time. Um, so yeah, I decided to pursue music 
100%. So sophomore year was my last year of baseball. Um, So, yeah, I did not play all four years of high school. Um, And, yeah. So then right after that, I just... Junior year, I didn't. I, you're not really able to take any cool electives until your senior year. So junior year, I only did band, but I didn't do baseball. Uh, but I was in all the better bands and stuff in junior junior year. Um, but senior year was when I took the leap into like, I'm studying music. Like I'm gonna take all the music classes. So I took music theory, and it's actually advanced music theory. So we were taking a lot of like college level music theory. Um, because actually, Illinois, our district is like really well known for our music program, hmm. and we win a lot of competitions in the whole state, often. Specifically in Joliet? S- specifically in Joliet. Okay. So, Wow, Joliet's good at something. Yeah, yeah. It's intense, not going to lie. Um, and even now, like there's like producers, like the producer that just did Coming to America 2, the guy that did the soundtrack for that new movie that just came out with Eddie Murphy. Okay. Um, he went to Joliet Central. So he's a graduate through this music program. And he just did the soundtrack for this Hollywood film that's just came out and probably grossing millions of dollars. Um, so, like, yeah, they're, it's impressive. So, yeah, went the music route. Learned some music theory at a really high level that hurt my brain at points and actually wish that I would have went to college to continue it, but I didn't. Um, but I'm still learning all the time. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I pick everyone's brain about music. So, you should meet my friend Isaac. I know, you keep saying that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I need to have him over I again. Know. Next I time I invite him over, I'll also invite him Well, that's why I'm over. thankful that I met Joy. So shout out to Joy. Cause hey, like, Joy. I don't know if she listens. I have no idea, but I'm going to shout her out anyway. Yeah. Because that's one of the things we talk about the most, probably, uh-huh. is, like, music. And I'll just, like, try to pick her brain, like, do you know this? Because I just want to see, since I did, like, a really intense high school course, I just want to see, like, how advanced did it get when I was in high school? Because uh-huh. I think Joy, like, did all four years of college and had to know it all because she, like, I think she was doing like worship leader leading or something yeah. as her major, so she had to know a lot about music, and plus she did like vocal, she like did vocal performances and stuff. I'm sure, so I'm sure she had to know a lot about music theory, and I know she took music theory classes in college. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, I'm sure, I'm sure they went in a lot more detail than my high school class, but I don't know. I could talk about music theory all the time. Yeah, it's always fun when when you find another person who nerds out on the same thing that you do it's always fun oh it's amazing especially i think well i guess it's with everything because there's there's always data and technicalities Mm -hmm. in each niche thing that you're into any hobby you have there's gonna be the stuff around it and the knowledge around it beyond just the art right and I noticed that with photographers. A lot of photographers are also very nerdy because the gear we use is all very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot involved in the equipment you're using um, as well as the finished product. We really enjoy the finished product, which is a photograph, 
but the things that you use to get there are so important too. Right. Just like right. if you're a musician, the, the the instruments you use to create your music are really important. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um. Sorry, I like asking questions as well. No, 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 no. Um, as a photographer, do you, is there... Um, so first, let me give you an example in like that I've seen among musicians, and then I'm going to ask you if you've also noticed this among the photographer community. Okay. So in like musician world, there's kind of like, I don't want to say like a debate, but there's kind of like this unspoken, spoken like amount of respect for people depending on like if they are good on lower quality equipment so an example would be like if i only like if i love the drums so much i could only afford like a really cheap beginner kit that's like 200 bucks um so i buy that and I just get really, really good on this really low-level equipment um, because I just love playing so much and I just want to learn as much as I can that it doesn't matter what I'm learning on because I know I'm still just learning. And once I get the money, then I'll already have the abilities and skills built up and then I could just buy like the nicer stuff later. Um where there's other people that are like, well, if I have the high quality stuff first, that's going to motivate me to like want to improve because I have the best of the best. Um, so there's kind of like, I want to say a debate, but like it's more just like private dialogue with people that you trust. Because like you don't want to come across like, oh, your parents just are rich and bought you that stuff. So like you don't want to come across as that kind of a person. Um, but like I have had that conversation with other musicians before. And so I was just curious if that's kind of the same with like photography, like, would you buy like a cheaper, like DSLR camera and like, just kind of learn about photography on that. And then as you progress, then like, and have like your eye developed of what you like to see and like the frames you like to capture and then go to like a higher level camera or like a mirrorless camera, or would you like advise or... Do you know people that just buy the best thing right off the bat and then they just learn as they go with that? There's certainly both. Okay. It is it is an interesting thing. Um, often you don't know because, for one thing, most people are only viewing the finished products on their phones. Um, so That's fair. Like that photo on the wall with, with the goats was taken on a phone. And then all, all the right. ones around it are taken with professional level equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody would know. Right. Certainly not. You, you wouldn't even know looking at the prints. You definitely wouldn't know looking at photos on Instagram. Right. That's or true. Facebook or whatever it is. Um, there are people who are going to think a lot about what the gear is the person is using if they're looking at another photographer Hmm. and want to know about that stuff. And then depending on what that person used, the person asking the question is going to think differently of it. Mm -hmm. Those people are not mature. I see. That's yeah. Just like, you know, if you play a good song 
if you're a musician, say you're a guitarist, you make a song. This classic example, someone comes up to you like, man, that song sounded great. You must have a great guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. I know how to play my guitar. Right. So in the same way, anybody who comes up to a photographer and sees their work and says, those images are great. You must have a great camera. It's because they don't really understand what photography is. Right, right. Um, within photography, I think people who are mature and who are good at it think less and less about the gear that makes the camera and or, or the gear that is being used to make the photos mm-hmm. and <clears throat> has a higher respect for photographers who they know can use any gear and make a great image mm. i always use joe greer as an example joe shout out <laughs> he doesn't know me all the photographer nerds who might listen to this uh-huh. probably know who joe greer is gotcha um i think he's absolutely incredible and he started photography through instagram oh wow. that's when he started taking photos when instagram came out wow Started taking photos on his phone. Square format. Mm-hmm. These filters. Yeah. You know, really ugly early Instagram <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That's how he originally got into it. Now he's very respected. He does a lot of street photography. Shoots a lot of film. Shoots medium format. Shoots full frame. Shoots digital. Whatever. Shoots with Leica cameras. He is a very respected photographer. And he is very, very good nice he i i'm amazed (laughs) by joe greer honestly Mm -hmm. um and he does it with anything whatever he's shooting with he's Mm. making a good photo because he understands how to make a good photo Mm. and the interesting thing with photography and gear i think even more so than something like music the gear really has even less to do with the product that's made yeah because they all do the same thing right they capture light in an image format mm-hmm. um now there's lots of different things involved there in terms of th- there's lots of different things that affect what that image will look like mm-hmm. but they're all just capturing an image right and right. depending on what lens you're using you can use the same l- focal length lens no matter what format you're using and you come out with the same image Hmm. So, so photography is interesting in that regard because you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on your gear, but it still does the same thing at base level mm-hmm. that every other camera does. Right. Right. It, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's pretty basic. There's, right. there's extra things that they do. Right. That, that make it easier to shoot certain environments or shoot certain subjects or right. all kinds of nerdy like math versus english subjects yes <laughs> yes exactly um but yeah long story short like if you're a mature artist i think the more mature of an artist you are the less you care about the the tools that are being used by the other artists to make yeah. their work and The genuine artists, I think, always are less concerned. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah. With the gear that's used. 
I 100% agree. Yeah. Now, and the, gear, I, the gear does matter. Yeah. It matters to a certain point. And, right. and I'm the person, like when people ask me for camera recommendations, I tell them anything you buy from any of the big names today is going to be great. Yeah. Go into a camera store and hold them. And the one that you like the feel of the most, that's the one you should buy. Hmm. Because they're all going to create a great image. But if at the end of the day, if you don't like carrying the thing, if you don't uh, like holding it, you're not going to use it much. So yeah. you're not going to make photos. That makes sense. That's fair. I. That makes sense. Cool. I was just curious. Yeah. I just like to see and like compare and contrast artists of uh-huh. different kinds to see how, because like obviously a lot of the mindsets overlap and are very similar. Yeah. But also like the more specific nuance I'm always curious about. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Are musicians different than photographers? Probably not. We're all crazy. We're all lot. weird. Yeah, we're weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. Um, what was the second decision? Yes. So second decision was after graduating to go to college or not. Oh. Yes. So I only applied to two colleges. Um, The lesser known of those colleges is Northwestern College, North Central College, that Christian one up in like Minneapolis, I think it is. Okay. I don't even remember what I was going to do there. I don't even remember what I applied to be and do there. Um, But I did. I applied there. Got it. Um, They accepted me. And the more well-known college was Columbia College in Chicago. And a very artsy school. Mm -hmm. Um, I applied to be a sound engineer um, to learn how to record and do these things. So I remember going to Chicago one day and, like, taking a tour of the place and super cool it was a really cool campus um talking with some of the administrative people there um i liked the whole philosophy um behind their admittance like um process yeah yeah um i want to say progress but i knew that that wasn't the right the right word um because they value being that it's an art school, they obviously value creativity a lot more. So your ACT scores, your SAT scores, your grade point average, none of that matters. They, I mean, I think they like looked like you had to at least like get like a 21 or something on the ACT, which is extremely low. Um, I mean, <laughs> to me, that's <laughs> extremely low. Um, to others, that may not be. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, I'm going to push this back a little bit. I'm peeking a bit. Um, but they don't really care. Um, so they had a pretty low or I suppose at least average. Because, I mean, they don't want to just take like scrubs that are like... Scrubs. <laughs> that are scrubs. Sponges. <laughs> yes, sponges. <laughs> um, but th- their their emphasis was definitely on the, create- the creative process. Uh-huh. So like... As- part of my admittance thing i think i had to like send in like a video or something of me playing something and at that time i've already like done um a lot of stuff like with the original intent um playing at church so i've already had some recordings and stuff so i just sent them those Uh and they're like all right yeah so i got accepted there um and that was definitely the route i was leaning towards i had a friend from high school um that was going there to be an actor um to become a thespian of which I now know where the word derives. Yes. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Scotty Scott. I listened to your podcast. I haven't told you yet. Um, 
<laughs> I will this week, one day. Um, but yeah, so he went to be a thespian, and he's still very active, like in Chicago's like underground like plays and drama scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so good. He's such a good actor. Um, I also want to start seeing Scotty act in something now that I know that he really does it and he's just taking a break. I didn't know that he was like professional, like that was his day job until COVID happened. And then I listened to his podcast and found that out and I was like, wait a minute, I need to really talk to him (laughs) because he could just be famous and just be on Broadway one day and I want to say that he served me coffee. Um, so anyway, um, so you know... Columbia was the choice I was leaning towards. Um, I was going to go do sound engineering. Um, They had like a really high turnover rate from graduation to jobs um, because you're in downtown Chicago. You're like in the loop. Uh You're like under the bean. Um, (laughs) Mixing and recording. (laughs) You just have a mixer. You have a mixer and all these cables coming out of the bean. Um, But... The cloud gate. You know, yeah. It's called the yeah. cloud gate. Uh, no one calls it that. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was obviously going to go there. I already had a friend that got accepted as well. So we're like, this is dope. We'll just be roommates. And we don't have that awkward, like, we don't know anybody as freshmen. <clears throat> um, but lo and behold, I decided not to go because it was expensive. And I just didn't think being in Chicago in college would be the best decision for me as an 18-year-old. So I was like, I'm going to take... Well, in my music theory class, we had a... I want to say a teacher's assistant, but I don't think technically that's what he was. Well, I guess technically that was what he was. He was studying... He was getting his master's in like music education. So, like, he was in the part of that where he had to help in a class and, like, get the experience. So, and specifically music education. So, he was our assistant teacher in music theory. And he, uh, I confided in him a lot my senior year. And, like, really, I had to grow up a lot my senior year, to be honest. Um, And... So I I confided a lot in him with some decisions and basically he was like, you know, like no one's telling you you have to be status quo and go to college right after high school. Like no one's telling you to do that. Like you can do whatever you want, you know. Worst case scenario, if you like any of this stuff enough, you could just teach it and like be like me. Like he was like, I think late 30s finishing his master's to be a teacher and then you know you can teach till you're like 60 or 70 or like whatever so he can still teach for like 40 years um almost maybe 30 um so like that kind of long you can hobble along yeah yeah that's true um just keep yourself healthy um so that kind of like gave me this more broader perspective um like man it is you know it is okay like I don't have to go to college and like know these answers right now like I could take a few years off work do the whole like band things you know because at that time we had a tour with the original tent like lined up to go out west um and then you know we wanted to 
book some other like self book tours. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to go to college. I'll just live life a little bit, see what the real world is like, see what the work life is like. Um, and then eventually, you know, I'll find out what I want to do. Um, I mean, I was hoping so, at least. <laughs> you really never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of what I did. I didn't. I decided not to go to college. Um, and yeah, went right into the workforce. Um, did a couple, did a lot of traveling. Did some like self-book tours with the band. At the time, that band. Um and yeah i think i remember wanting to go on tour with you guys to take photos yeah i think that that was a thing i think i remember you approaching i was down i was like heck yeah yeah i don't remember why i didn't i don't remember either i was probably just a workaholic (laughs) (laughs) maybe because if i was working at that time um at the hospital yeah I didn't take any. No. I didn't take time off. You may have, because that's the whole reason I quit. I quit the hospital to go on this tour. Okay. And I started before you left, so. So that yeah, may have been I it. I would have been working. Yeah. And certainly early on, I wouldn't have been taking time off. Mm-hmm. Because for those who don't know, young Joel, early working man Joel, did not like to spend money or take time away from work because... If I'm not at work, I'm not making money. And money is really, really important. It still is. It, it's, it still is. It, it is important. It has its uses. But you can always make more. That's true. It does, in so, fact, grow on trees. Yeah, if you didn't know. The base material. Yeah. Cotton trees. <laughs> um, Even the coins. The first time I realized... That I had been sacrificing my life for my job was when you, me, and Trent went out to the East Coast. And at that point, I was already done with work. That was when I quit at the hospital the last time. Mm -hmm. Was Trent, uh, did Trent still work there at that time? Or was he done? He probably would have been about done too because he enlisted. Oh, that's right. And yeah, left. so he, yeah, he There's left no around way. the same time I did. It was shortly after. Yeah, that's right. But so Joey and I and our friend Trent took a road trip to the East Coast to Maine for like ten days, something like that. Something like that, nine or ten days, and did some camping, did some hiking, did some walking around towns. Yeah, we went to Boston. We went to Boston. White Sox versus Red Sox yeah, game. Yeah, saw White Sox and Red Sox play at Fenway. At Fenway. That was awesome. We, I think we lost, but we <laughs> we being the White Sox. <laughs> we walked Fenway's around cool. Portland, Maine. We did. Flirted with some girls there. Was that all of us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I could say what I did was flirt. Just daydream. I still remember, though. That lobster, though, because we splurged that night on the lobster. Yes, because we were in Maine. You yeah, have to. yeah, you have to. Yeah, I don't know. 
You guys got lobster dinners. I One did. of the three of us got like just lobster. And then I think I had a pasta that had lobster in it. So Trent got the lobster. Because I had a lobster roll. Okay, you had a lobster roll. Yeah, because we, so we each got something different to yeah. try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well played. And then we went, we needed some blueberry beer. <laughs> oh, and you, you, I didn't go. No. You and Trent did. So, funny story. Hey, the Domino's guy's here. That's not the funny story. <laughs> Though, funnily, funny enough, the Domino's guy almost never gets our apartment right. He's always like the building next door. I've noticed that. Yeah. JC says that all the time, too. Yeah. Like, it always happens. But so we were in Portland, Maine. And we walked around on, like, the port. I don't know what it's called. That you're right on the water. Yeah. There's like a street. Is that the harbor maybe? That maybe the harbor. There's a street that like goes along right next to the water. And to the side of the street, in between the street and the water are restaurants and bars and things. And so we were looking for a good place to get lobster. Because if you're in that place, there's you can get lobster anywhere. Right. But in that sort of a situation, it being very plentiful most of the ones you're going to get are probably going to be average. So you want to find the good one. Correct. Just like if, if you're walking around, another example, if you're walking around Melbourne, if you're in downtown, if you're in Melbourne, if you just happen to be there. There's coffee shops literally almost every corner. Wow. Not all of them are that great because they're everywhere. You got to find the good ones. So right. if you're in Portland, Maine, not every place you go is going to have great lobster. So we were walking around asking people for recommendations. One of the places we stopped and asked, we walked in and you like can walk up a few <laughs> stairs and directly in front of you is like the booth thing with the hostess behind it. And there were two hostesses. Yeah. And they were lovely. And I remember just being immediately enchanted. Joel's and I, jaw. And I could not just stop. Drops, I don't like think I had cartoons. a bottom jaw at that point. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember... Me I, and Trent I, were just like, we're not eating here. I can still, <laughs> still remember this night and how much I thought about this young woman. Really? I can't remember any details of her. I, just I was going to say, I can't picture any Yeah, faces. I just remember being enchanted and thinking about her all night. Dang. Um, if I were a different man, <laughs> if I were the man I am now, I would have talked to her quite a bit. Oh, I'm sure you would Yeah. For um, sure. <laughs> but we ended up going to a restaurant that who recommended it to us do you remember it might have uh, been those girls it may have been those girls they told i us, think it was right across yeah it was right across so they yeah. told us i think if it was them they told us right across the street on the other side was a restaurant that was pretty good mm-hmm. and it looked a little bit more upscale and yeah. there weren't as many people in it mm-hmm. so we chose that and there was bar seating we sat at the bar and the three of us we each got a different lobster dish and then we left we went back to our were we uh, in like a Airbnb? Airbnb, right outside of Boston. Yeah, because we had to drive to get yes. the, get yeah, yeah. to downtown. Right. So we drove back. Do you remember how far it was? It was like twenty minutes. It was like twenty like minutes. That. Yeah, because yeah. the Airbnb lady, she was like, "Oh, you know, it's like we're only like twenty minutes from Boston in traffic," and she was talking as if it was a big deal. And we told her like, "We're from Chicago. Like, it takes two hours to get to the city. Twenty minutes is nothing." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we so we went back to our Airbnb, and 
I don't remember when I noticed it, but I didn't have my wallet. And I realized I must have left it at the restaurant where we had lobster. Looked it up, and it was closed. Right. And so I don't remember how the various decisions were made, but me and Trent went out to get some blueberry ale because I think specifically one of your coworkers, when he found out you were going to Maine, told you, man, you yeah. got to have blueberry ale or blueberry beer i think you're right it just sounded gross to me but i just thought i would relay the information well it was gross (laughs) so me and trent walked to a bar and sat down and i remember was i was very mopey and we each ordered a blueberry ale and i took like a few sips i was like man this isn't good so trent drank mine and and his like double fisted it yeah and then we uh no not really <laughs> and then we went back and we we picked up we drove back into you picked into up those girls town. no <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's what took you guys We'd so be long in a different place right now <laughs> the next day in the morning we drove back into town and got my wallet and left hmm. that was portland that was portland Portland was great. I still like those photos when we were on that like that like walkway like kind of dock thing that yeah. like went out, uh-huh. and we were all just kind of like exploring. Yeah, just walking around. Yeah, I liked a lot of those fo- those yeah. photos that you took. Portland, Maine is beautiful. I yeah, love it. and those waterfalls, those like local hidden oh. waterfalls. Yeah, man, I recommend Maine. If anyone wants to go, I want to go again. I have my gazetteer still. Yep. So we can we can camp those mm-hmm. back logging roads. Yeah, man. Those weren't the best, though. They were not. Those were no, not. That's true. The actual campsite. But the campsite. That was deserted. Yeah. Um, did yes. work out really well. Yeah. Highly recommend Maine. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know where else we were. I don't remember. What state? Well, I didn't go to college. You, you didn't go to college. Yeah. You went into the workforce. I did. Do you recommend that? uh how do you feel about your decision to go directly into the workforce rather than going to college right away after high school i think it depends on the person so i think if you're reluctant about what you want to do as a career or you have no idea or you don't know your interests or any of those things or things similar i would say don't go to college Go into the workforce, take a few years to just, you know, start making some money, see how the world is, maybe try, yeah, travel, try some different hobbies or talk to people and kind of see what may be interest of interest to you. And then you can always go back and kind of figure out what's needed um, to pursue that thing. So, for example, for me, I was working in a warehouse happened across some actually reconnecting like with Trent and some of the people from the hospital they're like hey we're all into PC gaming so I'm like oh bet I have money right now and I can just build a PC like I took one class of that in high school and I haven't done it since so that sounds cool built a PC and I loved it and then started wanting to get into IT and like what what PC building jobs can I do and for anyone listening out there, don't get a job as a PC builder. They don't make a lot. Um, 
But I happened across some other fields like computer networking or there's like systems admin, which is more on servers and stuff. That's that's the other nerdy side of me besides the music. Because um, you are a I'm a computer network, network engineer. engineer. Yes. And did you know when you were starting to get into this how growing and important this field is? No. So literally so I built my first computer, loved it, started looking up all these jobs, and then by happenstance at where I was working at, we were running like our main software on a local computer. Um, so we didn't have like a server or anything. We didn't have a server in the cloud. Like Google Cloud wasn't a thing yet. Amazon Web Services wasn't a thing yet. Um, iCloud was a thing, but it was only for backups. So like that was before I think like iCloud really opened up a little bit. Um, if they do, I don't know. I haven't had an iPhone in a while. Um, but anyway, all these cloud services weren't really accessible. There were like things like Google Drive and Dropbox still at this point, but you're not going to run a whole business off of that because um, that's more file sharing. Um, so anyway, we had no local server or anything. Our main software is running on this lady's computer at the office. And I think she like accidentally kicked it and then the hard drive got stuck. <laughs> so so now we're all panicking because it's the middle of the day. We can't do any orders. And I call Jason Richmond. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know anyone in the IT field, but I know Jason Richmond works really closely with a lot of IT people. So let me just call him and see who he recommends that we can maybe get out here quick. So he was like, hey, call this guy. And it's Ron Nolling. Uh-huh. Um, so I called Ron. I'm like, hey, Ron. Um, I think I introduced myself because I've never talked to the man before. Okay. I'm like, I got your number from Jason. We have this issue at my work. I think it's this. Because I started like kind of troubleshooting a little bit with my like somewhat PC knowledge. And... I was able to deduce that the problem was with the hard drive because, like, when I went into the BIOS of the computer, like, you couldn't even see the hard drive listed to boot from. So that was that was telling me this computer can't even see the hard drive. So either, like, the cable inside somehow got loose or the hard drive is just bad. Um, so I was kind of telling him all these things on the phone. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. Um, so he comes... Well, first, I told everyone at my work, I'm like, hey, I think it's the hard drive. And I was only, like, 20 at the time or, like, 21. No, I was older. Maybe I was, like, 22 or 23 at this point already. No, 22, because 23 is when I quit. So I'm just a little 22-year-old, definitely the youngest there. And they're like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, all right. So then this IT guy comes and basically tells them all the exact same thing, like, hey, the issue is the hard drive. So then they're like, oh, maybe Joey knows what he's talking about. So they send me to buy a new hard drive from Best Buy. So I do. Ron basically, like, saves all the files, transfers it to the new hard drive, which we got an SSD. So any PC people, SSDs are better than hard drives. Don't use hard drives. No hard disk drives. All the PC people know that. Any non-PC people, if you're debating between If you see HDD versus SDD, get SDD. SDD. Is it SSD? 
SSD. Yes. SSD. Solid state drive. Versus yes. HDD. Yes, yes. There's no get disc. SSD. Yes, yes. Yeah, don't get HDD. Correct. Um, so anyway, so we put in a solid state drive. Um, he fixed everything. And then he was basically like, you know, I could just be your guys' IT people because we didn't have one. And we're all like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, your company was kind of disrupted by a lady kicking the computer. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so we hired him on as, hi- as IT, and I just harassed the man. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I felt like I was just overwhelming him with so many questions, like, yo, what is this? What is this? And he, like, there was one specific day. He's like, hey, I'm, we're going to install a server here so we can move your software onto the server so this never happens again. And also, I'm going to, like, give, like, create the logins for everyone. Like, create a domain is what it's called. And then that's what allows you to log in to your company computer. Um, and then upgrade other computers to, like, Windows 10 because they were all, like, running different things. Um, so I was like, well, can I stay after and, like, help you and kind of learn some of this stuff? Um, so I kind of, like, became, like, his little, like, a- assistant. Um whether he wanted me there or not, I just kind of forced it on him. Um, and, yeah, he was super cool about it, though. And he, like, saw that I was so interested and, yeah, definitely helped me and, like, really, like, you know, didn't look down on me when I was asking, like, really dumb. Like, now, as I look back at the questions I asked him, like, who I am today now, like, three years later in the industry, I'm like, man those were such basic questions like i was so stupid um but you know it was the first time i ever came yeah. across that anything yeah, like that i'd be asking those yeah so but he was so cool about it he's like oh yeah this is how this works this is this um so then i was asking him like oh well what should i i think i just may have just asked him verbatim like what should i do in it like what like i like building pcs but i know that they make like trash money so what what other things can i do and he was like well you can either get your microsoft certifications or get like networking certifications so my so the difference basically is microsoft certifications are more servers and kind of creating so like at the bank you work at if I don't know if you specifically specifically are assigned a computer, but at least the office people probably are. We have computers, and, yeah. Each okay. person does. And you have your own login? Do yep. you have your own email and stuff? Yep. Okay. So that's hosted on a server locally or mm-hmm. Microsoft Exchange. So if you're certified in Microsoft, you would know how to set all that stuff up. So I can change how many characters your password has to be. I can change how often you need to change your password. Um I can change your username and password anyway. Um, I can allow your username, Joel Timothy or whatever, to... Don't tell people my login. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can like allow your username, whatever it is, certain access to certain things. So like, I uh-huh. want you to be able to access this bank program, but you're not allowed to access the financial software uh-huh. so that I can create those rules on the server. So that job is called system admin. So you're administering the system, the internal system. Um, and that I don't like. I don't like any of that stuff. Um, I did take a service class in college. but So I know I said I didn't go to college, but 
later in the story. I do go one year to college to get certified. Um, and part of that one year was one servers class, which was yeah, kind of cool. smart way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he was like, you could do that, or I recommend doing the networking certifications. So networking is just like social networking. It's communications. So, you know, on Facebook, the whole purpose of Facebook is to socially network with others whom you probably aren't in physical contact with all the time. Supposedly. Supposedly. That's what it was originally intended. Um, so you, now you take that concept to, like, technical devices. So computer networking is I want this computer to communicate with a server somewhere on the internet somewhere whether it's locally in the business like all your computers at your bank talking to the server that's at the bank or your computer at the bank talking with like google servers like being able to go to google.com or facebook.com um so that's kind of what i do is the communications part i want to make sure computers in the office setting have access to the internet to get the things that they need. Um, so how I made my decision, basically, between those two, because that's what this guy, Ron, who was like my IT mentor, kind of broke it down, this or this. So I just went to the local junior college website, JJC. Um, Joliet Junior College, shout out. I think, out, I don't Gino. even know, what's their, I don't even know what their master, their mascot is. Tigers? Any tigers? I don't know. Yeah, Good don't chance. Know. That's like know. half of the colleges. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so I found that they... I went on there. I saw that there was one spot open in the networking program. They had a specific Cisco program. So it was a one-year, four classes of prepping you for the first like Cisco certification and I remember calling the director of the program like hey I'm interested in this I say there's one spot but can I come like kind of just talk to you and kind of get some more information and see the classroom and what I would be working on and like just kind of kind of get a feel for like what I'm stepping into and he's like yeah I'm here like I'll be free like this is my lunch time like you can come stop by and it just so happened that JJC opened a new branch in the city that I was working. So the new branch was where the Cisco program was. Um, so I was only like five minutes from that branch. So I was like, all right, bet. I could just come talk to you on my lunch then. So I went on lunch, talked to him. Super cool. Saw all the equipment there. Um, so you get hands-on experience, which not a lot of people get. I found out. Um so, yeah, signed up that day. Hmm. I was like, man, there's one spot left. Like, this, there's, this is not a coincidence. Um, so I filled in the last spot. Started learning computer networking. Did one year of college as a 22-year-old. So four years removed from high school after I found out what I was interested in. So and you still ended up finishing your college stuff. I only did one year. Yeah, I don't exactly. have an associate. See, but you still end up finishing like 
what college gave you, you would done with that stage around mm. the time that a lot of people finished their college Right, anyway. right, right. But you got oh. to spend three, four years doing other things. Correct. I see what you're and saying. figuring out what you wanted. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I spent significantly less money. Yes, I imagine. And so. out of pocket, so I didn't go in debt. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's great. Um, and yeah. So now, yeah, I have one certification that expires in August. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Cisco pushed them back oh. because of COVID. So I think I have like another three months. Good old COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're six feet apart, right? Sure. Our heads are six feet apart. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... You are using the same mic that every other guest has used, but... Gross. I'm the only one who uses this one. Actually, I recently switched them. Oh, really? Because they were just, they were it was all packed up. I can fit all this in my backpack easy. Oh, it was all packed up. Even oh, I guess you don't need these stands. No, I I took them too. Really? Yeah. In your backpack? Yeah. Because they just I mean they just fold together. Yeah, I guess there's not. And then I can mount the mics anywhere. Sick, dude. But um, yeah. So I could have the the COVID mic now. That's a risk we're willing to take for your audience. Yeah. <laughs> do it do it for the listeners, man. Do it for the Vine. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I wish Vine was a thing still and not TikTok. There was a meme. I think it was Denethor when he was talking to Faramir. Faramir. I, I never know how to pronounce his name. Um, and somebody it's like... Faramir. Faramir. Um, Faramir. Faramir. Faramir? No, Faramir. Fair. Yeah. Oh, like F A I R. Yeah. Like pronunci- pronunciation. Yes. Faramir. Faramir. Yeah. Um, but they like had like, um, like a divine logo on Denethor and then the TikTok logo on Faramir. And it was the line that Faramir says, like, you wish I was. Or no. You wish now that our place yeah. has been exchanged, yeah. that yeah. I had died, yeah. and he had lived. Yep, he says that line. <laughs> anyway. If you're looking for somebody to quote Lord of the Rings with, either one of us is honestly a pretty good option. <laughs> yeah. Probably true. So that's what you do. That is you what... You do computer networking. I am a professional nerd. Full time. I get paid for it. Yeah. Good money. Yeah. Uh, how is that different from who you are and and how how would you prefer a person to who doesn't know you to enter into a conversation with you if the options are what do you do or something oh. else ah uh, what an interesting question what, what do you wish people would talk with you about to get to know you um I like spontaneity, so I really just prefer, like, very off-the-wall questions Mm -hmm. that, like, just seem... Like Michael Jackson-related? That would be fine. Um, I wouldn't mind. Like, hey, what's your favorite Michael Jackson track? All right, let me tell you. Billie Jean. 
Same. All right. Well, but... potentially Man in the Mirror, but Billy. Okay, I like the message in Man in the Mirror. Man, the message in Man in the Mirror is great. Yeah. All the voices, like yes. the scale of Man in the Mirror yeah. is awesome. But Billy Jean is fantastic. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, or bad. That's like a close second, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but uh, so I guess I'll take the first part of that and like explain why what I do is different than you said who I am. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I mean, I mean, there there could be depth in that answer, but I don't know. I'm just of the opinion that job titles and stuff don't define you. Like anyone, you know, I just literally do it as a source of income. Like that's really the only reason I even went and got certified. Is like. I need something that could pay pretty decently, pretty quick to fund the things I want to do. <laughs> um, I was like, let me dedicate a year. Let me sacrifice one year to get um, certified. And then, you know, I'll be 23, which is still very young. Mm-hmm. And For all the 23-year-olds out there. For all the 23. There's a lot. very young. <laughs> I know quite a lot of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so i'm like you know like i mean we're not even that much older i think about it all, all the time no but i'm saying we're young too oh correct we're, we're still very young yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah so you know like it's just such a it was just such a trivial like in the grand scheme of like what is life kind of philosophical questions that decision to be a computer network engineer was so trivial and minute that like it's not even worth much weight like to be defined by that um because it doesn't really matter like if i'm not doing this i would be i don't know working somewhere else working in a warehouse yeah like i don't know i just need money um this is something that caught my interest and i just studied it for a year I just happen to still be at my job. Um, But then, yeah, then the other question, like how I prefer to be greeted, um, I don't know. Like, I I think I've always responded. I don't want to say I've responded well, but I guess I've always more appreciated um, people that came across as more genuine. Um, And like just seemed like very intentional like <laughs> like the, like I'm thinking of like these really generic questions but like they're very like meaningful still to me like just a simple like how was your day like you know like tell me about your day like was were there frustrations like did anything happen like was it an average day um was it like above or below average um you know someone that just seems interested enough like and actually cares to hear about it um and i probably sound like a female because like that's so like what people like portray like you know women they just want to like they just want you to listen but like I do. everybody wants to i listen. do i want someone to listen to me too um but like and like that's one thing like that's really hard for me at work sometimes is like as soon as i log in at like 8 a.m like immediately i'll get a call like oh this person needs help and i'm like bro chill out like 
It's 8 a.m. I literally just logged in. Like, can I not just, like, say what's up first? Like, see, like, hey, how was your night? You know, like, we're still alive. Let's be thankful for a second. And then, like, we can go into work mode. Like, I don't want to get into work mode right away. Um, but that's that's a different thing. But I don't know. I, I just like genuineness and authenticity. Um, like, I really dislike fake people. And actually, I think me, me and Kelly, again, we were just talking about that recently. I think I mentioned something. I think it was yesterday. Like... I like when people are true to themselves, no matter the environment. Like, if they're goofy, let them be goofy all the time. If they're not goofy and they're serious, let them be serious all the time. But, like, when you start to be malleable, depending on your, like, social circle, like, I can't stand that. Um, So I appreciate when someone's really authentic with me because I value authenticity as Uh well. Um, But then also I, like having fun too so if you just ask me a really random off the wall question i'm gonna be like wow that's a great question like i've never thought about it let me think about it for a couple seconds yeah Mm, great (laughs) we're gonna start like how i mentioned at the start of this we're gonna like jump right into it yeah (laughs) wow look at those lines (laughs) we're gonna jump right into it i'm gonna gonna start trying to manage these episodes time well because i'm realizing like i can can, we can just sit and talk for a long time correct you know i can do that with anybody correct and you know if you want to talk more to joey reach out except i'm not on social media anymore yeah so good luck if you go to confident if if you go to confident coffee (laughs) they're gonna know our location now they're gonna look it up don't go to confident coffee (laughs) go support amber she's great yeah definitely Um, do that shout out to confident they might sponsor you that'd be cool maybe any coffee shop that wants to sponsor me i'd be happy yeah that's true yeah we start i need to go buy some more beans tomorrow some beans yeah the chicago bean (laughs) i don't think i could afford that one (laughs) Let alone a plural. More Let alone the equipment to grind it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to, like, melt it. A masked supervillain has stolen the cloud <laughs> gate and ground it in a giant burr grinder. It tastes awful. Um, well, all that said, we're going to try and wind down. We're going to start trying to wind down the show around the two-hour mark. Okay. So there's a couple of things. Do you know, right? What, yeah. what do the episodes end with? The episodes end with a recommendation that could be of any kind. Yes. <laughs> um, and a joke or something funny. Um, what do you recommend for the people, Joey? See, I, this is the harder question for me. Because I already of have something two? funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you something told funny me you me. had something lined up. Because yeah. we were supposed to record for yeah. the people wondering. I actually have two things. So this is... This conversation happening at all is is interesting to me because, one, like we talked about earlier, we know each other, like we've known each other for a while, so for that reason it was interesting. But also, we were supposed to record a couple of weeks ago. Right. And didn't because I was depressed. And we're Mm going to talk. I want to talk more about that um, with people. Okay. Uh, Not right now. Right. (laughs) Oh, another two hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's keep going. (laughs) No. 
Um, this is a but we didn't session. record. And it, I started falling off the recordings, and I didn't think I would have episodes to release. Mm-hmm. And they just worked out. Yeah. So I recorded Jordan's on a Tuesday night, and Friday morning it was ready. Nice. Actually, I think Wednesday night, maybe Wednesday or Thursday night, it was. It was oh wow! It was ready. So you put in some work pretty I quick. Did. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had that one to release, and now this is being recorded Monday night. Mm-hmm. It'll release this Friday. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Somehow it's working out, and I'm not even trying as hard now. Good. Yeah. Very good. But yeah, you had told me that you had a funny story. So I know you have something to share. Yeah. The recommendation. The recommendation is the hard thing. Um, Especially because you actually listen to people and you know, I know how other people respond to this question. I know. I feel like everyone recommends things. Well, I mean, there are follow-up questions. I was like, anything? Um, for me, it's just I don't, I don't know how to narrow it down. <laughs> like I have a ton of recommendations. Yeah. Um, can I give two? Sure. All right. I'll let you off with the past. All right. Because we're buddies. All right. Um, so first one is to listen to a new song that you've never heard of every day. Um, that's one thing I try to do. Um, I was about to ask, do you actually do that every day? I li- I find a new song every day. Wow. So. I've kind of, I don't want to say I've abandoned title, but Spotify's pre-made playlists are pretty sick because they're pre-made and there's a ton of them. So I'll usually throw one of those on and then I just listen to that every day and then by default I hear a new song every day. Okay, and okay. one specific one that I like, I'll look up on title and like add it to a, one of my playlists. Gotcha, okay. So that's how I sent you that song today. Right. Um, so I found it on Spotify, looked it up on title. And then, yeah, sent it to you guys. Um, The second one is to read Lord of the Rings. Oof. Yes. Why did you choose to recommend that right now? Because I wanted to just recommend reading epic fantasy in general. Uh But I myself haven't read most of what's on my bookshelf. So I don't want to recommend all of them because I haven't read them myself yet. And if you're going to recommend one epic fantasy... It would be Lord of the Rings to start. I think it's the best to start with. Like, it's not that long, and it hits a lot of, you know, obviously Tolkien was, like, the pioneer of the genre. It's a really important foundation. Yeah, and I think if you don't like Lord of the Rings, you won't like a lot of other epic fantasy things. So, like, I think if you don't like Lord of the Rings, you probably won't like Wheel of Time. Um <laughs> Especially the first few books, because Wheel of Time echoes... The first few books, certainly. Yeah, specifically the first book. I do think, in general... I'm not even done with the Wheel of Time. Yeah, I do think, in general, it's easier for a lot of people to get into newer fantasy series, even though they may be super dense, because they're just more modern. Right. And Tolkien was not modern in his writing style. Right. But, nevertheless... I recommend. I I second that recommendation <laughs> as someone who tries to read it. So, so far, I'm succeeding. I only started the tradition like two years ago. Right. But I read it. I read Lord of the Rings every year. It's my favorite book. I second that. Cool. But yeah. I mean, I, I I would if you like Lord of the Rings, then by all means, continue in all the other yes. fantasy series because there's a lot. Oh, yeah. And I have a bunch of them on my bookshelf just waiting and looking at me to be read every day. 
So come take them off of Joey's bookshelf. Do not break <laughs> into my apartment, please. My doors are not unlocked, <laughs> unlike Joel's. Um, so then something funny. Um, so yeah, I have a story from junior high, Joey. Um, I really enjoy, by the way, when people's funny thing is a story. Yeah, good. Did you listen? You didn't listen to Jordan's. That of Jordan. I have not listened to Jordan's. Jordan's story that he ends with is is great. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, I love it when people. Oh, love another the story. thing that just popped in my head when you in Scotty's podcast, you said you always have the little sound bit at the very very end. I am starting to put that in. Yeah, and Scotty <laughs> was like, "I bet you Joey knows what you're talking about," and I do because I have listened all the what way to this. Scotty's was. Ah, oh, man, of course. It was like one word. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Remember. It doesn't matter. So, story. Uh, funny story. So, junior high. I think this was eighth grade. Um, we had this teacher that was just like, first of all, I have to kind of set up the environment. So, all of eighth graders would have lunch at the same time, so we'd all be in the cafeteria. Um, and the majority of lunches cost 90 cents. So you would just bring a dollar. You actually had lunch money. Yes. So we literally had lunch money. I have never gotten beaten up for it. Um, I have been in a fight, but not for my lunch money, but that's a different story that I'm not telling right now. And so anyway, so most people, you know, they just bring a dollar because it's 90 cents. Why would you bring exactly 90 cents? Um, so you just bring a dollar and then they give you your 10 cents. And no one cares about dimes. So, like, you know, people would just kind of, like, toss them on the floor and stuff. So there was this one specific teacher. She would just spend the whole lunch hour just walking around, picking up all the dimes and just pocketing them. Um, So there was this day. (laughs) So my eighth grade class, we were all the pranksters. So we definitely... Your whole class. Well, there was, like, (laughs) three of us specifically, and I was one of the three. I was 33% of this triad um (laughs) and we initially in the year we devised a plan to pull the fire alarm and we did during gym (laughs) the plan was to wait for the girls to be in the locker room pull the fire alarm and then we all run out and you know you know you know (laughs) junior high boy stuff but they did it too early and the girls weren't even in the locker room yet so we all ran out in the cold and then it just sucked and then the girls didn't like you no they didn't. Um, and then, but what was funny, because then our whole class, this is, this is a completely different story, but our whole class ended up in the principal's office, and there's, like, this giant window. So, like, everyone walking by just saw an entire class <laughs> in the principal's office. But they're good. She, like, narrowed it down to the three of us. And they got, like, outside suspensions, and then I had ISS, which is in-school suspension. So one day I had to, like, be in another class. But anyway, that's not the story I'm telling but this is that year so we were troublemakers um so this teacher she would go around pick up all these dimes um so we devised a plan being as cunning as we are to tape a dime to fish line and like wrap it on this pencil and then like you know we'll throw it out there when she goes to pick it up we'll just pull it back um somehow we have no idea how this part happened, but somehow, like, word spread through, like, the entire 8th grade class. Like, not just our, like, specific homeroom class, but, like, all the 8th graders. Somehow. I, I don't all know. All these little kids <laughs> you know? talked. Man. Somebody talked. Someone's gossiping, dude. 
Um, so we devised this plan, and you know, lunch hour comes. Everyone's kind of like on edge and like giddy, like waiting for it to happen. So, like, we get everyone to quiet down. I don't know how the heck we do all this thing. I don't know. But we, everyone's, like, quieted down. Everyone's looking at our lunch table. And, like, none of the teachers really suspect anything. So we, like, un, like we pull the pencil out. We're, like, under the table, like, unwinding the fish line. We throw it out there. Um, and then, like, she comes by. She and here's the tinkle of <laughs> yeah <laughs> her, her dime senses are going off um and then so she comes and she goes to pick up this dime and then you know we pull it back and she like almost falls like she a hundred percent at stumbles and the whole like cafeteria just breaks out into this laughter and she's like irate like turns beet red um like yells at our whole table she's like well now you guys are eating last and we're like okay like that was totally worth it we made the whole cafeteria laugh um anyway that's my funny story that is funny <laughs> pulled a prank on a teacher we weren't allowed to pull pranks on the teacher <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing <laughs> to be quite honest <laughs> I remember being really far ahead of the whole class, like it was ridiculous.